Letter sixty one of Clarissa Harlow, volume three. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. Clarissa Harlow, volume three, by Samuel Richardson, chapter sixty one. Mr. Lovelace to John Belford, Esquire, Tuesday, April twenty fifth all hands at work in preparation for london what makes my heart beat so strong why rises it to my throat in such half-choking flutters when i think of what this removal may do for me i am hitherto resolved to be honest and that increases my wonder at these involuntary commotions tis a plotting villain of a heart it ever was and ever will be i doubt such a joy when any roguery is going forward i so little its master a head likewise well turned to answer the triangular varlet's impulses no matter i will have one struggle with thee old friend and if i cannot overcome thee now i never will again attempt to conquer thee the dear creature continues extremely low and dejected oh, tender blossom how unfit to contend with the rude and ruffling winds of passion and haughty and insolent control never till now from under the wing it is not enough to say of indulging but of admiring parents the mother's bosom only fit to receive this charming flower this was the reflection that with mingled compassion and augmented love arose to my mind when i beheld the charmer reposing her lovely face upon the bosom of the widow sorlings from a recovered fit as i entered soon after she had received her execrable sister's letter how lovely in her tears and as i entered her uplifted face significantly bespeaking my protection as i thought and can i be a villain to such an angel i hope not but why belford why once more puttest thou me in mind that she may be overcome and why is her own reliance on my honour so late and so reluctantly shown but after all so low so dejected continues she to be that i am terribly afraid i shall have a vapourish wife if i do not marry i should then be doubly undone not that i shall be much at home with her perhaps after the first fortnight or so but when a man has been ranging like a painful bee from flower to flower perhaps for a month together and the thoughts of home and a wife begin to have their charms with him to be received by a niobe who like a wounded vine weeps her vitals away while she but involuntarily curls about him how shall i be able to bear that may heaven restore my charmer to health and spirits i hourly pray that a man may see whether she can love anybody but her father and mother in their power i am confident it will be at any time to make her husband joyless and that as i hate them so heartily is a shocking thing to reflect upon something more than a woman an angel in some things but a baby in others so father-sick so family fond what a poor chance stands a husband with such a wife unless forsooth they vouchsafe to be reconciled to her 
and continue reconciled it is infinitely better for her and for me that we should not marry what a delightful manner of life oh that i could persuade her to it would be the life of honour to be with such a woman the fears the inquietudes the uneasy days the restless nights all arising from doubts of having disobliged me every absent dreaded to be in absence for ever and then how amply rewarded and rewarding by the rapture-causing return such a passion as this keeps love in a continual fervour makes it all alive the happy pair instead of sitting dozing and nodding at each other in opposite chimney-corners in a winter evening and over a wintry love always new to each other and having always something to say thou knowest in my verses to my stella my mind on this occasion i will lay these verses in her way as if undesignedly when we are together at the widow's that is to say if we do not soon go to church by consent she will thence see what my notions are of wedlock if she receives them with any sort of temper that will be a foundation and let me alone to build upon it many a girl has been carried who never would have been attempted had she showed a proper resentment when her ears or her eyes were first invaded i have tried a young creature by a bad book a light quotation or an indecent picture and if she has borne that or only blushed and not been angry and more especially if she has leered and smiled that girl have i and old satan put down for our own oh how could i warn these little rogues if i would perhaps envy more than virtue will put me upon setting up beacons for them when i grow old and joyless tuesday afternoon if you are in london when i get thither you will see me soon my charmer is a little better than she was her eyes show it and her harmonious voice hardly audible last time i saw her now begins to cheer my heart once more but yet she has no love no sensibility there is no addressing with her those meaning yet innocent freedoms innocent at first setting out that they may be called which softens others of her sex the more strange this as she now acknowledges preferable favour for me and is highly susceptible of grief grief mollifies and enervates the grieved mind looks round it silently implores consolation and loves the soother grief is ever an inmate with joy though they won't show themselves at the same window at the same time yet they have the whole house in common between them end of letter sixty one